1: Welcome back to another edition of the Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network. Jeff caves here, and we're talking Boise State and their future in the FBS today. The Knight Commission is a, a group, a think tank group of former administrators and connected people within the industry of college athletics and government, really, who for years now have been taking a look at hot-button issues and coming up with third-party solutions and then proposing them to the appropriate uh, groups of people. In this particular case, the Knight Commission uh, put together an exhaustive one-year study of essentially the future of uh, FBS football. And the complaints that are coming from primarily basketball schools, Group of Five schools, that the Power Five is hogging all the money and every rule is used to their advantage when a lot of us make money on men's uh, basketball tournaments, and uh, that's not our core uh, mission. And if you look at how the voting is done in Division One athletics, the FBS Power Five... Uh, football schools have a disproportionate percentage of the votes. It's like two or three to one. So what they want goes to benefit them or their sport. So that's why the Knight Commission took this issue on. This information was released last Thursday. I recorded um, after I digested it on Friday, uh, this Kingdom of Pod, on the future of the FBS and its relation to Boise State and its place in it, and even recruited an insider uh, to give us a lot deeper and broader perspective. So this is a deep dive into a very political business issue. If this isn't what you are looking for, uh, this is not your cup of tea. If you do like this kind of uh, conversation, which I do and my guest does, then this is right up your alley. In the meantime, don't forget, NFL season, full swing. You may not be going to games. You can still bet on the action at BetOnline. You can also bet on college football. Boise State right now, a 12.5-point pick on the road in Laramie against the University of Wyoming, and you'll find that spread where you can uh, bet on it at Online. Uh, .ag. So head to, head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Well, it's happened. It took them a year to get her done, but the Knight Commission on Intercollegiate Athletics wants to, if they have anything to say about it, significantly restructure the Division I model of athletics. And they've taken aim specifically at the NCAA's relationship with the FBS, the Football Bowl Subdivision, and came up with three recommendations they presented yesterday. Uh, These were university and athletics administrators, education experts. We'll get into some of the details with our guest here in a minute, but the big headline that got most people's attention was creating a new division and actually inviting the FBS football people to separate themselves, leaving their basketball programs uh, behind to be administered by the NCAA, but create a new NCFA, National Collegiate Football Association, and we'll talk about that and other implications. Uh, Carl Benson, former commissioner of the WAC, most of us knew, a former Boise State baseball player and coach, and also the commissioner at the MAC and the Sunbelt Conference has been joining me to talk about these issues, and great timing with this I think a very complex issue Carl that's been percolating for 12 months or so uh, came and went I thought there was a lot not a lot of editorializing on this issue maybe it's too complex or perhaps as you look at it uh, maybe the people who were surveyed that make up this study weren't necessarily representative to some people's liking of what most power brokers in college football are thinking what do you think
0: well, I think you're right in terms of there hasn't been a lot of fanfare on it, uh, Jeff. It it had its beginning uh, a year or so ago when the Knight Commission uh, determined that they wanted to do this this comprehensive survey uh, about NCA governance. And NCA governance is is a topic that has long been discussed and often discussed at you know at the conference level. And you know there have been changes in the governance. Uh, in the last 30 years uh, you know I started my commissioner career in 1990 as a commissioner of the of the uh, the Mid American Conference and there was a major change in the governance structure uh, in the mid 90s that it started kind of moving the moving the the needle towards the the Power 5 in terms of of uh, overall power in terms of the ncaa governance historically prior to mid 90s you know university of michigan had the same voting power as eastern michigan Mm -hmm. and and even even more disparate the university of texas had the exact same one vote that the university of texas uh, pan am had and and, uh, you know all those comparisons and wow and in the mid 90s under uh, a couple of commissioners' directive, in, including Jim Delaney, who's been very powerful in these past 30 years, uh, it went from that, that true, you know, uh, one vote per university system to a weighted voting that, uh, that gave the kind of the major football playing schools greater authority back in the mid-90s. And, and for 15, 20 years, uh, that, was the, that was the structure. And then another structure 10 years ago uh, when the autonomy five governance, it even put greater, uh, you know, power and authority into the hands of the, of the the power five, the football major power football programs. And so we've seen, we've seen some major change and, and now the night commission, which again, it's just a recommended body, Jeff, it has no authority. It has no power. You know, it, it does have some, influence, so to speak, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they are now suggesting a, you know, another major change and, and, you know, kind of teeing it up for the the power five, if they so decide. And again, it's, it's strictly would be up to them, whether this idea of separating the sport of football from the NCAA, taking it out of the, out of the governance of the NCAA and creating a new, you know, new organization as was coined uh, you know by the night commission this NC but NCFA I guess
1: so. yeah so let, let before we get into the the minutiae of it the first thing that we discussed when this commission uh, got together because they released this information in phases I think this was the third or fourth phase that it it came down to some for some people survey methodology and I looked at the number of power five presidents and athletic directors that participated and that was a very low number it wasn't even 50 percent I think it was 25 percent around that area Carl that they either they didn't want it doesn't matter what they didn't do it so a lot of the survey respondents to to this to me are weighted by group of five people and then uh, non-FBS football program basketball playing schools Uh, do you agree with that?
0: I do. And and also, uh, you know, the, the voters, the, those who, who conducted the survey or who participated in the survey uh, were also non-decision makers uh, at, you know, within a university, uh, govern- their own university governance structure, conference governance structure. And you know, the four governance uh, units are the, the presidents and chancellors that make up the CEOs, uh, the athletic directors, the faculty uh, athletic representatives, which every university has a a faculty athletic rep that, you know, that oversees the balance between athletics and, and, and higher ed. Uh, and then the fourth group is the senior women administrators that, that has a seat at the table to you know protect and oversee the, you know, the, the title nine and the women's issues. So, um, but inside a university, inside a conference, generally, it's the president and athletic director that, that eventually are going to make, you know, make some of those decisions. So, uh, you know the the night Commission claims that that they had enough survey results to to claim the the results as being um, you know fair and and reliable, I guess so to speak. Um, I think the timing, Jeff, and you and I've talked about this off air, the fact that they tried to do this survey amidst this pandemic mm-hmm. I think impacted the you know the, the number of, of participants especially the ADs and the presidents. And, and that's who we didn't see, you know, in the, you know, in the final numbers. When you think about what was happening from the 1st of April until today, those presidents and, and athletic directors uh, have had much bigger challenges and much more to, to deal with day to day, both at the, at the university level and within the intercollegiate athletics. So I think that, that uh, had they done this survey, you know, before the the pandemic, before COVID, there may have been greater results. But regardless, you know, the, 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 the Knight Commission can release any results they want and can can put forward these these recommendations, you know, in order for it to take a next step, you know, the Power Five Universities, the 65 universities that are part of these five conferences,
1: mm-hmm. along
0: with Notre Dame they're going to have to decide whether this is something they want to entertain. Now the night commission did, you know, open the door for this. It wasn't an NCAA uh, decision or it wasn't an NCAA survey or a NCAA impetus. It was this outside third party who is suggesting, highly suggesting, and highly recommending that the time has come for, for football to be taken out of the, the governance of the NCAA and and let it stand on its own.
1: So looking at that, there was always the threat that the Power Five would one day say, you know what, we're done with the NCAA, we're going to take our balls and go away, and we're going to play with ourselves and amongst ourselves, and we're not going to use you guys anymore. And that was a threat. Now, here's a third party saying, go and take your balls with you leave your basketball programs to be administered by the NCAA, but your FBS, Division One, Group of Five, Power Five football programs, you guys need to hire your own version of the NCAA and and uh, govern it yourself. Carl, if you're in the seats of the Group of Five leadership and the Power Five leadership, how do you think they took that? How did they take that?
0: I, I think that, that again, again, uh it's not high on their priority right now, but I think that they're going to, once they get, once we get through the pandemic and, and uh, the vaccine and uh, is is available and intercollegiate athletics and higher ed in general is is back to some normalcy. Mm-hmm. I think that's when they will, uh, will will look at this because I think what COVID has also done is is to bring greater attention to. How intercollegiate athletics, high, how higher ed is going to be managed and administered, you know, in the future, and you know the you know what has been shown is is such a you know a high uh, reliability on the NCAA men's basketball tournament as a revenue source, uh, and then vice versa, how important college football is to the the financial health and welfare of, of those universities at the power five or the, or the group of five, uh, you know, and, and this is just one man's opinion. The only reason we're playing college football right now is because of the financial impact. If there was such a great financial impact, I don't think college football you know, would be playing, you know, women's soccer wasn't played this fall uh, with all due respect. And, and now as we get into the basketball season, in order for there to be a men's basketball tournament, Final Four, March Madness, mm-hmm. there has to be a regular season. And, and that's what they're now trying to, to do. And uh, I think both, you know, what has been exposed is how, you know, how much of a financial impact football has and now as much as, as men's basketball that that we're talking about, you know, trying to do a, a men's March Madness you know in a bubble in in Indianapolis in in the month of March just so that that the NCA can capitalize on you know the the billion dollar television contract it has that you know then is is distributed out to the, you know all the member institutions so if covid has done one thing that it uh, it has exposed what what many have already known and believe they they just weren't prepared to to acknowledge it is that College football, college basketball is big business. And and in case of the night commission has, you know, has suggested this, that, that over time, the college football, college basketball has gotten to this commercialized part. And I think the night commission is saying that football by itself has outgrown some of the, the mission statements and the philosophy of higher ed and now needs to be, treated as a, you know, as a a new separate animal.
1: Well, for the folks in the FBS, they've got to, you know, when the time's right, look at all of this. And there's some financial realities of the relationship between the FBS playing schools and their non-FBS football playing schools as it relates to the distribution of that basketball money, which I think when they looked at the number of dissatisfied um, people in administration of athletics, a high percentage of them weren't Power 5-related schools. They were anything but. They were a group of five, and then they were schools that are Division One in basketball but don't even have an FBS football program or an FCS program is what they have, or nothing. So this relationship, Carl, financially, is a little complicated because the Knight Commission claimed that by taking the football-playing schools and kicking them over to a new administration set but keeping their basketball program under the NCAA and still playing March Madness, that the schools who don't go into the National you know, Football Conference Association and stay with the NCAA, play FCS football, they're going to get another $65 million approximately out of this contract. So my first question would be how that happens and how the FBS and – this new conference group would feel about, you know, losing 60 some million dollars, which is about a million dollars of school.
0: I, I think it'll come down Jeff to, to whether the the group of or the power five can make up that $65 million difference by, by creating this, this new football organization. And, you know, it, you know I think it's nice for the night commission to, to include collegiate, the National Collegiate Football Association as its, as its suggested name. But in reality, and I've said this even leading up to this in terms of what college football might look at pre-COVID, what it might look at five years down the road. And, and I, you know, I've been using the term for the last several years. You know, it's college football inc. Mm-hmm. It's 65 universities maybe more maybe another 15 to get to 80 or maybe it's reduced from 65 to 45 but whatever it is mm-hmm. is a is a a business entity that is operated like a business to maximize the revenues and so the timing of of a need for new revenue streams is also going to get the attention of of the power 5 as as we've seen the financial Uh, challenges and the, the sports that have been dropped and the termination position terminations and just overall reductions you know the athletic directors of those power five schools are are looking to maximize revenue and if a new football organization that is incorporated and forget about trying to you know to justify and defend how it works within you know, university structure, but if it is a, it's a business driven entity to maximize the revenue. And when they do the pro formas and they, they do the economic analysis, if that group can generate, you know, how many more hundreds of millions of dollars then the 65 that it might leave behind in terms of some of the basketball revenue would be well worth the, the, uh, the change in the, the organization
1: and they also have to factor in the administrative costs of starting a new uh, national you know whatever they want we can call it the college football Inc. or the national ncfa uh, because they want to have the administration capability of the ncaa and that's one thing the Knight commission pointed out they're using the ncaa for governance and rules and enforcement and insurance and all this other stuff and not paying a dime for it and i thought that was very specifically pointed out so not only would the ncfa people lose 65 million say in basketball revenue maybe they'd have another 25 30 40 million i don't know what the number is carl in administrative costs to start their own so now i i bet they've got to be in the neighborhood of 100 million dollars they need to make up you
0: know that that may be a a good ballpark number and And I, you know, I'll throw out another, you know, ballpark number just, you know, off the top. I think, I think they've left a lot of money uh, on the table uh, on the football side to this point in terms of whether it's how the postseason is, is operated, how five conferences all have their individual, you know, media rights agreements. And, uh, you know, you hate, you hate to maybe bring up, you know, the NFL model. But, uh, you know, how is the NFL model of 32 franchises and, you know, in a postseason that, you know, that comprises what, 16 or 18 teams, whatever it might be, uh, how does that transfer to 65 or, or more or less universities and put inside a, an NFL model? And we know, we know the revenue that is generated each year, you know, by the NFL. So, uh, my my gut tells me that, that 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 probably is not going to be a deal breaker if, uh, if it's going to cost a hundred million to make several hundred million.
1: Yeah, and and that invitation is now something that they can capitalize on. What about the relationship, Carl? For all of us that are Boise State fans, and uh, you worked in the Group of Five um, a long time, so. What is the future for Group of Five? Because, Carl, it was specifically pointed out by the Knight Commission that they think that if this were adopted and we had a National College Football Association of FBS, Division One playing football schools over here and everybody else over there, that some schools that are in the Group of Five could decide to go over to the NCAA model, drop down to FCS, and quit trying to chase the rest of them. Do you think that will happen? And if so, why would schools do that?
0: I think too, Jeff. If you look closely at the at the Knight Commission report, uh, specifically not in this phase, but in the previous phase, uh, when they first suggested a a football uh, entity, uh, there was language in that in that kind of proposal that said. And this organization or this group, mm-hmm. this group of football playing schools that are currently FBS, could form their own their own rules making and they could they could also determine their own membership qualifications or their own members membership specifications, requirements. Mm-hmm. And so if the if the group of five group of the power five, the 65, the power five, if they decided to make this a a uh, a more exclusive group besides the, the 130 do they create some some requirements that would uh, would uh, reduce the number by itself and and again it would take economic you know, performance analysis and performance to to determine you know what what uh, what schools bring value, what schools don't, and you know, I think we've talked about this before, and I've said it publicly that even before this um, this this night commission, before COVID, that you know that for Boise State to move into the you know the above the line and the upper echelon of of college football, it, it more than likely was not going to be because the pac 12 expanded to 16 or 18 teams that it was going to be something that happens within those five conferences that creates a larger overall pool of, of additional programs. And even again, even before the night commission, there had been this suggestion that, that college football at the highest level might be an, an 80, an 80 team, uh, you know, structure. The 65 plus 15 more, and and you know, right now, I think it's it's safe to say that outside of the Power Five, 65 universities, you know, who are the top 10, you know, group of five universities in terms of value and recognition and market value, and Boise State is is right there at the top with Central Florida and in Cincinnati and um, you know, South Florida and Houston, and you know, there's any doubt that if that if the 65 got bigger, that Boise State football would be, uh, you know, would be, uh, you know, a contributing member of that that group.
1: It's hard to see the path, though, that they would want to expand the 65. Uh, only, if,
0: only if, only if it made more money.
1: Right. Only if it made if, more money. But they could expand the playoff structure and make more money quickly. And I don't know what their obligation is to the group of five right now. Of all the college football playoff money. Which the Knight Commission is proposing, fund this new association for themselves. Well, they're cutting a check for twenty two percent of that over to the group of five to fight over. And that money is very important to the group of five. That's why a lot of them stay division one in football, I think, to get some of these checks. that's
0: um, yeah, it's ninety it's over ninety million dollars that that off the top of the five hundred or six hundred million that the CFP currently generates twenty two percent of it is is going to the, the group of five and has for the last you know six years now that it's been in place. So um, but that's a that's a number and that's an agreement that is strictly between the five group of five universities and the five power five universities. And uh, it's not a contract. it's a you know, it's a year by year uh, type of a type of an arrangement.
1: Carl, what about the whole notion that by allowing the National College Football Association or the Power Five and Group of Five people, the 10 conferences that play Division One FBS football, to let those guys break away uh, and then let them make their own rules? If they go to, say, a 100 scholarship rule where you can have up to a 100 scholarships per school or you have to have it 100, how would that affect gender equity? How would they get around that? Cuz then I don't think these schools would be willing cuz they're proving that they'll cut sports right now rather than have to add another 15 women's scholarships. How do you get around that? Do you go to the Benson College Football Inc model?
0: Perhaps and and you know you get some antitrust exemptions and and uh, and again, you know there's always been a a belief that you know that college football has been hamstrung Major college football, the group of the, the Power Five, has been hamstrung, you know, with uh, with the current limits, the current scholarship limits, and remembering Jeff that it was at 95 not that long ago, and it got dropped to 85, you know, to accommodate, you know, Title Nine and to comply with Title Nine, mm-hmm. and you know, there have been athletic directors who have said, you know, we'll we'll make the we'll make the Title Nine numbers work just give us 10 more scholarships. We can, we can make it work uh, on our own campuses. And that's under the existing NCAA uh, model. You take football out of the model and, and turn it into a, uh, a non, uh, you know, connection with higher ed, then I believe that, that there would be, uh, you know, some, some greater flexibility on how to, how to address those under a, a university umbrella.
1: So at the end of the day, how do you think this goes? And how, when we start seeing comments, which I've only re- read one comment so far, Gene Smith from Ohio State said he's seen no dissension yet. And what I mean, I took that to mean is that amongst the power five uh, commissioners and ADs, they, they don't, that, they, they wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, perhaps they, they he hasn't heard anybody be opposed to it, but you know when we start hearing and seeing what will be the thoughts that that will come from the group of five commissioners, the power five people, and and imagine the rest of them—they just can't wait till it could happen.
0: Well, and again, it's the, the the power five are the ones that that will determine whether this has any legs and whether it has any traction to to be considered. And you know they may they may on their own. Start doing the, the the economic impact studies and 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 developing what it might mean and, and what what can what can college football with those five conferences, sixty five teams, what can it deliver financially? Um, and if you know if it's thumbs up that this is worth you know going forward, they've they've been given a you know a you know, not a pass. But the green, you know, the 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 green light is is there for them to, to explore this, mm-hmm. and and if I'm an athletic director at whether it's Ohio State or University of Washington, uh, I'm telling my commissioner we need to explore this. That if that if this option has greater financial rewards for us, we need we need to explore this, mm-hmm. and uh, and not and especially if. If the CFP isn't played this year, if the Final Four isn't played this year, and, and come, you know, even though the vaccine, you know, is, is distributed, the financial uh, impact that, that the, this season, the football season, the yet to be played basketball season, the financial implications when you add it all up come the 1st of April are going to be pretty pretty significant regardless of whether the CFP games are played or whether the March Madness Final Four is played.
1: Yeah, so for the group of five, they just have to sit back and wait I imagine, and if this ever became an option I, the only reason I would see a group of five school saying, okay, let's go with the NCAA model, let's get out of this and go to FCS and football like Idaho did is if they just are forced into it, that they can't make any money because of the way the Power Five force them out, because they're going to cut their own deal to save, just to do their own sixty-five thing. And I thought, if I were them, I would analyze my own basketball tournament, because Duke goes with them, Arizona goes with them. Most of your major college basketball powers have Power Five football programs.
0: Well, and that may that may be the threat again. I mean, that was the threat ten years ago when, when, you know, the the five commissioners drafted this this document. That created this autonomy, you know, autonomous class of, of conferences, and the threat ten years ago was, you know, we're either going to go down this path, or if if this if this autonomy let you know governance isn't accepted, then you know we will explore those other options, which include withdrawing from the NCA altogether. And was it a was it an idle threat? Uh, we don't know because they, they, you know, their backs weren't to the wall on it, and the other 22 commissioners, you know, knew that that they couldn't afford to take that risk mm-hmm. of of not accepting this new this new governance system. Now, you know, there were some some deals made and some agreements that, that won the the NCA basketball tournament revenue distribution wouldn't be you know impacted or changed and and then also one of the others that there wouldn't be there wouldn't be an increase in scholarships was one of the the uh the kind of bargaining ships that went along with it 10 years ago but you know i think this is this is new ground this is new a a new era this is going to be the post-covid era of how intercollegiate athletics will be uh, administered and managed and I think that this this football-only entity, um, you know, has been has been put in the laps and, and teed up for those 65 universities to to now now consider without the appearance that they're trying to you know squeeze everybody out. I I don't think that that the the full-blown withdrawal from the NCAA, you know, is is something that 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 is viable now um it could be if the football thing were to materialize and, and it was working well and and that that was step one and there may be some people who who might fear that but you know the support that that came out of the survey by the 22 other conferences is that they thought this was a great idea was to was to let fbs football uh, go out on its own so it it doesn't appear that there's any any real opposition from the 22 other conferences for this and so if that's the case they've got like i said they've got the green light to uh to go down this path yeah. if they think it's in their best interest and if, at the end of the day if they if they don't recognize that there's significant uh, benefit and value then it's status quo and you know we continue to, to play on as we do
1: and that that's the bottom line to me is they'll only do it if it's to their advantage and uh, if you're a Boise State person, you better hope that if they pull the basketball program, if you're, because the Knight Commission said, why don't you guys start the NFCA, but leave your basketball behind, <laughs> you know, and leave everything else behind. Well, that was their idea. You know, Power Five has always threatened to take everything away. And that was their big, now they've been invited, perhaps, to to go back to that card. I don't know what else they want, so <laughs> they'll have to, Delicately figure that out, but I think you're right in terms of post COVID, will have to be the time they get into it. Now it would be a PR disaster to start fighting over money, uh, as everybody's going backwards. Wouldn't you think?
0: No, I do. I think, that, and this again, this you know, football is is very unique, and, and it always has been, and and just the fact that that we we're, we have a situation today where the NCAA does not people people believe that the NCAA is governing college football when when in reality it isn't and that the revenues that are being generated by you know by college football uh, none of that you know goes to Indianapolis Indiana I mean that that is managed totally outside of the NCAA and and yet again one of the rubs is that, that well college football is not giving anything Back in terms of revenue to the NCA, the 130 universities are getting benefit. Some of it financial, some of it in terms of services, but some direct benefit from from basketball. So there's 22 other commissioners, and I was never in that other that other room with the 22 commissioners. I was always fortunate enough to be on the side of the you know of the Power Five and the, the Group of Five. But those 22 other commissioners, you know, have always said, you know, this isn't fair, right? The, the, the football guys are getting money from the basketball, but, but they're not putting anything back, you know, into the big pot that, that, uh, that, you know, allows or provides the, the West coast conference or the big sky conference, or now the, you know, the, the, the WAC to, uh, to benefit from, from any of the, the football
1: revenues. Well, we'll see how it all falls. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for joining us here, Carl.
0: Likewise. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Thanks once again to my guest, Carl Benson, for all his expertise and insight on what has happened with the Knight Commission. We'll be following it closely to see what is unfolded and some of the reactions and probably check in with other newsmakers around the country. Thanks for listening to the Kingdom of Pod. Please rate, review, subscribe. You can... Get an email with the latest Kingdom of Pod that comes right into your email box. If you don't want to mess around with subscribing to wherever you get podcasts, you can just go to kingdomofpod.mailchimpssite.com and just sign up right there. Thanks for listening.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.